right. Well, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get started. Uh, this is this really needs to be kind of a conversation. So I'm really hoping that you are willing to uh, to bounce back with me, answer some questions. Um, I wanted to begin with some statistics about youth ministry. Uh, and some of you may know these. Some of these may be very familiar. This may be brand new to some of you. So let's look at some of these real quick. 60% of pastors admit to not having a close friend. All right? Um, you know, just, just kind of think about that. A pastor sometimes, a youth pastor gets um, called, they move, they get to the church, and they don't have anyone other than people in the church and uh, so that happens quite a bit. So 60% of pastors admit to not having a close friend. 43% of pastors are at a high relational risk in their marriage, their families, their friendships. Um, you know, and, and so real quick, the kind of the summary of these two statistics, the ministry can be a really lonely place. Um, and, and when ministry's hard and it's lonely, it's even worse. Um, if you keep, we keep going, um, sorry, wrong one, 40% of youth pastors are suffering from burnout at any given time. The crazy thing is that this next statistic is 47% of youth pastor spouses are suffering from burnout because of the stress that's related to the job. And so if you're in ministry and, and, and you're married, care for your spouse, make sure your spouse isn't lonely, make sure they have friends, um, and, and so... Just kind of keep in mind those two ideas when it comes to burnout. We are all that close to it. Um, take those first two and then the second two, and then you get to this one. This would obviously be the conclusion that the average career length for a youth pastor is just under four years, the average. Uh, that's Then they get called into something else. Campus pastor ministry is really poaching a lot of great youth pastors right now. Um, and it's not necessarily the church's fault, uh, it, it is, but, you know, they're kind of like, oh, we're going to open a campus, who's going to run it? Let's ask the youth pastor. Uh, and then, of course, this last one, I, if you want to argue with me, I'll let you win. Um, if you have a better number, everything I see keeps coming back to the average tenure for a youth pastor is about 18 months. And, uh, and so that really is, is super unhealthy for the youth pastor uh, for the volunteers and the kids in that student ministry. And then uh, this last one, uh, you know, coming out of COVID, we've all talked about how difficult it's been. This, uh, you think this number would probably even be higher now that we're in 2022. It's 38% of pastors have um, considered leaving ministry, not just their church, but just leaving ministry, just calling it quits, um, having the, what, what we call it in our, in our ministry, the Home Depot conversation. Right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop doing ministry. I'm gonna get a job. It's kind of a nine to five deal. Can clock in and clock out when I'm clock out and go home, uh, and I'm I don't have to do uh, all the other stuff. And so, with all that in mind, we wanted to take a little bit of time just to care for you, care for your souls, and um, and hopefully give you some things that as you leave here, you'll uh, you maybe go home a little bit more refreshed. And so, the first thing we want to encourage you to do is to stop. All right, just to stop. And, and we look at this verse from Luke. It says that despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster, and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Now, most of us are kind of familiar with that, but what I really want to highlight is this, is this right here. And I put yourself in the spot. If your student ministry all of a sudden starts to really grow, 
right, just starts to boom, isn't kind of the natural progression is to double down on the work, to keep going, to chase the next big thing, bigger and better mindset. And so Jesus' model of his ministry was as things started to boom, he went, let's slow things down. Right? He, he, he didn't go and chase the, the numbers. He slowed down. And so even he, his instruction was to like, don't spread the word. But people still told everybody they knew, and the vast crowds came. But Jesus withdrew from that. And so when the temptation comes to, like, let's build and chase after the bigger and the better, let's remember Jesus' model, which is to stop. Uh, I love this quote from Doug Fields, that busyness is often a sign of brokenness. Um, man, I, I'll tell you what, the first time I heard that, I really bristled at that. I, I didn't like that. And the more I thought about it and processed it, it was because I was busy. And I was chasing the busyness. Like, I, felt, I thought if I was... If I was working harder, if I was doing more things, that it would be more, you know, respect or there would be more, you know, accolades. And one of the other things that I realized was kind of buried deep in my past was the very um, senior pastor when I became a full-time youth pastor a long time ago, that I, I sat in, in his office and he looked me in the eye and told me that I had a, a really terrible work ethic, right? Because his idea of work was nine to five in the office, and that's what he expected from me. And unfortunately, student ministry isn't a nine-to-five job. So anything I did outside of nine-to-five, he didn't really consider work or ministry. And so he didn't really see the value in some of the things I were doing. And I, I realized that I was trying to outwork that criticism. You know, even when I had moved on, when, years later, that was rooted pretty deep in me. And I needed to just kind of break from that. And so here's, here's where you guys come in. Let's, let's talk about it. All right. Um, when was the last time you stopped? Who or what keeps you from stopping? And ideally, what does stopping look like for you? So that you guys can just yell out any answer, and I'll try to repeat them as best I can for the recording. Um, anybody want to jump out with uh, when was the last time you stopped? Can't remember. Man, I, I, I just want to hear that. And know that there's probably other people in the room that would say, yeah, that's, that's probably my answer. I, I can't remember the last time I really just stopped. So I'm not going to ask you to kind of throw it back out to the crowd. What, what keeps us from that stopping? That, that's such a great answer. Uh, he said, I just really love what I do. Um, and, and I... Again, I totally, I affirm that. I, I would have said the same thing. Um, and so that becomes the tension that we live in, that we love what we do. We keep that busyness going, but we still need to find time to rest. And it's really hard to rest from something we love to do, which is that vicious, vicious cycle. Um, anyone want to throw out their kind of their ideal stopping? Perfect world. Okay, great answer. Yeah, to take a break without having the kids take a break. Yeah. So would you agree with kind of just the simple fact that there, there's always more ministry to do? Right? So that's, that's, again, the tension we live in. There's always ministry to do. 
And so my encouragement is to follow that model of Jesus. Right? Here's literally Jesus walking the earth, always more ministry, more people to be healed, more people um, to be just restored, more, more people to just preach to. And yet Jesus with, withdrew. And, like, I think that would be a fascinating question to kind of, like, if, if we could sit knee to knee with Jesus and say, did you wrestle with the, if I withdraw or when I withdrew? Did the disciples miss, you know, something? How do we, how do we find that peace in the withdrawal? So I, I would suggest the first thing we need to do, and, and then we need to rest, right? Which kind of was that follow-up, that, that question to lead right into this, is that oftentimes our stopping involves some kind of activity or some, some kind of thing that we, we find where we can rest. Jesus said in Matthew 11, uh, to come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. We know that if you're here and if you're with a group of students, you're carrying some heavy burdens. Uh, we, we know you're probably already super tired. And so Jesus says, come, those of you who are weary and those of you who are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And then, of course, from the Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. And, and, and so we want to kind of address that one and ask that question, you know, what, what does that look like? What, is it, what does it look like to rest? What burdens for you have caused some of the biggest unrest? What are some burdens, whether they're personal or they're ministry-related, that have caused some of, the, some of that unrest? Oh, man, that's good. Yeah, a student who's been involved, been part of your student ministry, all of a sudden you don't see him. Yeah, that's a heavy, that's a heavy burden for sure. What else? Anyone else? Yeah, so are you a volunteer? Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so if you're if you're a volunteer and you have a job, you're like, okay, I'm I'm doing my job, but also I'm doing ministry. It's even harder to find the place to rest. It's even harder to stop. Um we all have the same amount of hours in the day. That is a true statement. And and how we spend those is you know, becomes what, what causes the, the stress often. Um, so, so if you have a chance to rest, if you have a Sabbath day or a Sabbath rest, what does that look like? And maybe we start with ideally. What would it ideally, a 24-hour can't do ministry. You're, you're, you can't do ministry. 24 hours, what do you do? Read? Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Praise and worship. Okay. Silent retreat. Go for a drive. Yeah. See, and what's so fun about it is everybody's kind of different. 
right? Like everything is, everybody's a little, a little different. And that's, that's kind of the beauty of, of the rest is what causes you to rest. All right. Um, does anybody have a favorite? I guess it's kind of already answered. Anything else that wasn't said that's a favorite way to rest? Barbecue? That's what I'm talking about. That's Okay. Yeah, kayak, paddleboard. Okay, yeah, sports. Playing them. Yeah, yeah. Watching. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Anyone Anyone else? Yeah, just hobbies. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah, so good. So good. All right. So here's so we had we stop and then we rest and then what I want to encourage you to do is to reset. All right? So so the reset is would look like this. To reset priorities, perspective and patterns. Um and and so what I want to do is just kind of share a little bit um, about what the what I mean about resetting priorities, and and resetting. Hey, Travis, um, I'm sorry. Maya keeps calling me. Can you? All right, it's probably important. So, okay. Um, so so here's what I want to talk about priorities first. Um, I went to Karen University, and and at some point there was a professor there, who. Um, who wrote J-O-Y on the board, right? The word joy, the letters going this way. And then he was like, yourself. Have you ever heard, anybody ever heard that? Yeah, a couple of you. And it was like, this is, this is how you do ministry. Jesus is first, then others, self. And I wrote it down. And I was like, that's, that's how I want to do ministry. Let me this way. And so I was like, that's how I'm going to do ministry. Jesus, and then others, then myself. And then I got on a plane, and a flight attendant who I've never met before told me and everybody else on the plane that if something bad happens and these masks drop from the ceiling, the first thing you have to do is put the mask on yourself and then help somebody next to you. And I thought, huh, that seems wrong. That seems backwards, Right? Because, and, and what, in that moment, what I was feeling was how deeply entrenched it was that my philosophy of ministry was Jesus, then others, and then myself. And I realized that a lot of ministry in my career was done kind of on an empty tank. Um, a lot of ministry was done not out of overflow, but of as just sometimes even just going through the motions of this is what I know I have to do, but I really don't have anything to give. And, and so I want, for some of you in the room, that might be a hard, like, that might be the moment where I was on the plane going, I don't know, what do I do? If that mask comes down, do I put it on myself? Do I put it on the person next to me? Because everything I've been taught is to care for others first. And so there's a place, there's a very real place for self-care. For soul care. Now, if we get too far out of balance, what happens? 
Then we're just walking around going, hey, I got to make sure I'm good. I'm going to make sure. I'm... And we're not, we're not even meeting needs of other people, right? So somewhere in there is a reset of priorities that we need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves, that our relationship with our Savior is strong and vital. And then out of that overflow, we're serving and caring for others. Um, and, and I think sometimes changing perspective really helps. Just the way we look at things will be a, a huge reset. And then patterns. I, I can't tell you how many people I talk to who go on a sabbatical, pastors who go on a sabbatical. And they come back and they say something like, man, I, have, I just can't believe how quickly I got like right back into the patterns. Right? I can't believe how quickly I got right back into my old behaviors because they, were just, they got right back into the busyness. They got right back into the next big thing. And so I just want to encourage you to look at your patterns. Look at your rhythms of your weeks. Um, what, one pastor I talked to, he went on a sabbatical and came back and switched his day off. Because he realized his day off was Friday before sabbatical. And he realized on a sabbatical how few Fridays he took off. Because there's always no more ministry to do. So he was always doing more things. And when Friday came, that it was supposed to be his day off, he realized my sermon wasn't done. This needed a little bit more work. And so he found himself sneaking to the office, spending what started out just an hour here, an hour there, and then just pretty much working the day. And so he switched his day off to Monday. I'm going to start my week off with my day off. And then the rest of the week I have to get my work done. And so some of those little patterns like that can actually help as we reset. So let me ask the question. Um, are there any priorities that you need to change? Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not really assuming that people are going to be like, just let me raise my hand and tell you my, my, my priorities. Um, but is anyone, even when I shared about the, the joy model versus serving out of the overflow, that resonate with anyone or just kind of like, oh, man, I got to have to really think about that because it seems backwards. It seems almost wrong. Um, and so you, just to kind of, kind of think through that. What about patterns? Any patterns in your weekly ministry that you go, man, if I change that, it could be actually be a healthier, healthier ministry? Anybody? I realize as we get to this point, it's a little more personal. So if you don't feel like sharing, I totally get it. I'm just going to ask you to just think that through and, and process it throughout the day. All right, last one is this, just reconnect. Again, this should not shock anyone. This should not be like, oh, I never thought about that. But we know from the Gospel of John, Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. The branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And, and I just want to encourage you to make sure you are reconnecting with Jesus. I, it, it is astonishing to me how quickly we can do ministry apart from him, right? It, it, there are so many things that just like, because we get into rhythms, we just get into, this is what I have to do on Monday, this is what I have to do on Tuesday. And the dependence on the Lord becomes less and less. And so if you're just like, yeah, like, I actually did a whole message, and I don't think I prayed one time. I'm going to ask you to just go, hey, let's, let's regroup. Let's reconnect. Let's make sure we're staying connected to Jesus. So here's, uh, here's the last one. And, again, this is uh, 
maybe a little too personal. So if you don't want to just yell at answers, I totally understand. But maybe you've already kind of gone through this and you've already done some work and you have some really healthy connecting habits that you're like, you know, this is this has worked for me. If you'd want to share those, I'd love to hear any of the healthy connecting habits that you have. And maybe if you don't want to share that, maybe you would share some unhealthy habits that felt like you were connecting, but really weren't. Yeah, I love it. Just kind of growing up on a farm, cutting the grass, just you and God, just all by yourself. It is amazing sometimes when we get alone, what happens, right? It's like thinking about reconnecting by unplugging everything else, um, you know, getting away. I'll be honest, um, probably one of my, my most unhealthiest, you know, connecting in quotes habit is, is um, my phone. Um, yeah, I just feel like it's always in my hand. I'm always checking it. Uh, it's something that my wife and I, I've just said, hey, I really want to get better at that. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be in a conversation with you and just instinctively pick up my phone in the middle of a, a sentence with you. Um, so I, I, I feel this is a safe place that I can share that. Um, I know that's one of those things that I need to work on. And um, I want to say, I think I'm getting a little bit, a little bit better. Um, Here's what I'd love to do. For the next just couple minutes, and we're going to wrap up our, our time here, I wanted to just share some resources, some things that I have found to be super helpful. These are just some books um, that if you're a reader, these would be just make sure they're on. Are these familiar to anybody here in the room? Everybody's just like, oh, I've uh, okay, all right, great. Um, the first one is Alan Fadling, uh, An Unhurried Life. Such a great resource. He looks at, again, the, the model of ministry that Jesus showed. Um, and a kind of in a, a sentence, just kind of talks about how Jesus was, was never in a hurry, right? Like Jesus did a lot of ministry, did a lot of great things, but was never in a hurry and just kind of developed some of those rhythms and those patterns uh, for, for us. Uh, the next one is a book called Refuel by Doug Fields. Um, Doug's just been a, a hero and a, a mentor and a friend of mine for a long time. I uh, just love anything he writes, and this one especially is just so good. Uh, Peter Scazzaro, uh, The un- Emotional Healthy Leader. Is just really, really rich, uh, especially when he starts talking about the sabbatical uh, and just kind of developing a rhythm of Sabbath and what that looks like. It's really good for um, our hearts and our, our souls. And then um, I'm, I'm, this one is just, I mean, it's just killing me. Uh, gentle, gentle and lowly, so good. Would totally recommend um, that one as well. The subtitle of that, of The Heart of, of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. And uh, man, it's just, it's killing me right now. So um, those are some, some books. Uh, I want to share a couple other things. So one of the, uh, after 26 years of being a, a full-time youth pastor, uh, my wife and I have created a ministry called the Youth Leader Oasis, um, which we're in the Youth Leader Oasis, which is pretty ironic. Um, so this is just a ministry of, uh, it's free and confidential soul care and coaching. Uh, my, my cards are over on the table. I'd love for, to connect with you. Uh, again, ministry is lonely. And sometimes just having someone to talk to uh, it makes all the difference. And so we, that's what we do. Offer phone calls, Zoom, 
if we're close enough, some um, personal meetups my wife and I do it together. Um, and so we uh, would just want to care for and, and support youth pastors. Uh, this is a little bit about us. Or my contact's there, but like I said, is also on the card. And we send out a monthly newsletter. It's just encouragement. Whenever asked um, you to buy anything or anything like that. And so both of those are over there. You can scan those and uh, if you'd like to, to sign up. And then uh, every May at, down at Harvey Cedars in New Jersey, we do a, uh, just a small conference for youth pastors and spouses and ministry teams. It's called the Youth Leader Summit. And, uh, and we just we put that on down there. It's, just a, it's, a, real, it's a great time to just rest, uh, slow down. It's intentionally under-programmed to just allow you three days at the beach at the end of May um, with some great teaching. Like this past year, we had Katie Edwards uh, who spoke and uh, just really great um, time of ministry with, with people there. And then Travis, who was here but then had to take a phone call and then left, um, he's with the National Network of ministry, Youth Ministry. So make sure you connect with him. Uh, if you're not involved in a network in your area, totally would encourage you to do that. You don't want to do ministry alone. Um, so check out Travis and, and all the things he has to offer. And then I uh, just wanted to, again, thanks our friends at Download Youth Ministry. The game that we played, the, um, the two games are both Download Youth Ministry resources and the one, the two kinds of people. If you uh, would like that game, just send me an email, and I'd be more than happy to send you the slides for that. Um, also, just real quick, anybody friends with Sunday Cool? Uh, they made our shirt, so we just wanted to, uh, to thank them. And then um, the Center for Parent and Youth Understanding. This is huge. Walt Mueller has given everyone in the room uh, a one-year subscription to the parent resource. All right, so it's a piece of paper that looks like this. And then there's a bunch of QR codes on the back for the different podcasts. So I want to encourage you when we're done, just come over here and grab one of those. You can get that parent resource um, for free. The offer expires on August 31st. So you just want to make sure you get that scanned and get signed up for that. And then um, we have the Lead the Generation, and there's a, a couple folks here. Uh, if you'd like to, their information is over here as well. There's a conference coming up that's a free conference that's in person and online in August. And so check out that information. And then um, just real quick, some of you already know this, but every morning we have devotions in here at 930. Travis leads that. Love to have you uh, come join us and then stick around for a little bit of coffee with the creation staff. They usually send someone out, can answer some questions about creation, hear their heart and, and, uh, and what's going on. And then last thing, and then we'll be done, is we have some more uh, talkbacks scheduled today. So uh, Dante will be here at 4 and then uh, Elisa Wood, who was on stage last night, she'll be here at 4.15. And then Zach Williams will be here at 5. All right. And so we have a bunch of other stuff planned for tomorrow. But um, so that's what's happening here in the Youth Leader Oasis. would love for you to come on back, enjoy some air conditioning, some drinks, and uh, just hang out at, around the tables as well. So um, if you guys would allow me, I'd love to pray for you as we uh, wrap up this time and, and then just uh, spend some time uh, hanging out together. Let's pray. God, I just want to thank you for, again, this opportunity just to be here. Um, God, to just uh, to, to actually do what we were just talking about, to, to rest. God, to take a moment. Uh, right now, we, kids are, are doing something and they're not here. And God, for some people, it's even now is just causing anxiety, wondering what are they doing, what, what, what's happening. So God, I just ask that you would move in their hearts of these youth leaders. God, give them the peace and the rest that they need. God, allow them to just reset and to reconnect with you 
God, my guess is these leaders have been praying for their students to connect with you while they're here. But God, I ask that you would move, whether it's tonight or the message or during worship. God, something would allow the Holy Spirit to just move in their hearts and that they would reconnect with you. God, that they would fall in love with you all over again. That God, they would be reminded of why they did the things that they've done to go in this crazy journey of student ministry. So God, we thank you for this time and this place and for creation. We just ask that you would be with us for the rest of this day. We ask it all in your name. Amen.